Hey, Crystal. Hey, Elan. I'm really enjoying doing our podcast together. Me too. I love discussing and sharing what we do every day in our professional lives with our communities in Sure Park and Edmonton. Right? Like when we're discussing the real estate market. And interest rates. And those fun government initiatives. Yeah, and community highlights. I just feel more connected to the community that we live in. Exactly. All right, let's get started on our next episode. Hey everyone, this is Elan. And this is Crystal. And welcome back to our next podcast. Today we're going to talk about kind of like spring market parameters, staging your property, getting your house ready to sell because we are now into spring market. Right, exactly. So this podcast, we're doing this today, um, February 27th. So we're right at the end of February. So this is typically now. Um, Edmonton and area spring market technically runs from like sometime in February, depending on the snow and the weather and everything, till June, end of June. So when people are coming out of school, um, we'll slow down for summer vacation. August is very quiet. Yeah, July, August, not so much happening. And then it picks up again. Yeah, and then we get uh, like a fall market, if you will, from beginning of September to when the snow starts flying. So... You know, end of October, middle of November, that kind of thing. And then, yeah, we're really quiet for the rest of November. Again, depending on the weather, December, January, and then starting up again in February. So right before we started recording, I asked you, Alain, and I think it would be great for to share with our listeners, but so markets like, or cities like Vancouver, or say mm-hmm. you're in a like warm climate in the States, right? they wouldn't typically have the same kind of you know, market yeah, not you know, to the that we sever- have. Yeah, no, it's a great question, because not to the severity that we do. Like our, we're definitely driven by weather. So our ebb and flow through the year is way more weather driven. Right. Because um, even like a Vancouver, yeah, they'll, they'll slow down through the winter, but not to the extent that we do. Like if you look at our graph, like we're, we, it's a, it's a clear peak and valley mm-hmm. as we go through spring and then fall off. Whereas even a Calgary would be a little flatter than us. I mean, they still get winter, mm-hmm. but not to the extent of us. Well, if we, if we think back even to last year when we had oh the coldest gosh. February, or horrible. the longest coldest February, mm-hmm. that did impact March, the, the sales for March. Absolutely, yeah, because nobody was looking in February exactly, to be yeah. able to pull a trigger on anything in March. But then April recovered well. Yeah. So, I mean, this year our, our numbers in February are already better. I mean, we're only a couple of days left in February now, but they're already better than like almost by 50%. Probably we're about 40% up, but we're just at where we should be. February is turning into a typical month for the Edmonton Short Park market. Right. Yeah. And the, so this is the reason why we thought, let's do this podcast now, because if you're thinking of listing your house, yeah, we want to make sure that you have all the tips and tools to make sure that your house is ready for that spring market, because spring market is a hot market. Yeah in Edmonton and Sherwood Park and surrounding area. Absolutely, yeah. So um, I think the biggest question that I usually get is how much money should I spend or what should I do um, before we go on the market? Mm -hmm. And my answer right now because of um, the way that our economy is and the way that the house prices are, I would not want anybody to spend a lot of money. Like do not renovate the kitchen, do not fully renovate a bathroom, it's just not worth it unless you're doing it for your own enjoyment and selling in a couple of years. That's a totally different conversation. But if you're going on the market just, just right sell. now, yeah. Um, yeah, I would spend as little as possible because you're you're going to get just what you put into it. 
So the anguish and the sweat equity and the stress and everything, you're not going to get any of that compensated back. So when you're watching HGTV and they're bringing people in and renovating, that might be a different market that they're looking at. So we have to be authentic to our current market. Right. And that's what's really important. Yeah. And sometimes their labor is considerably cheaper. Right? I mean, yeah, our labor I do in Canada is that. much more expensive. Our whole so. kitchen renovation only costs yeah. $10,000. Yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like $10,000 for the stove. Yeah. You know, like a good wolf stove. Or yeah. But, but anyways, um, so but some things that are I think are worth doing, like if your carpets are quite old, I would redo the carpets. Because hypothetically, let's say the carpets cost you $3,000. Oftentimes when I'm walking through with buyers, all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's going to cost me five to $10,000 to change the carpets. Like the number is always blown out of proportion. Yes. When, the, when the buyer has to do when it. When the buyer has to do it. Yeah. So if you do something neutral um, and even, you know, talk to you when the person comes in to give you a quote, um, like take a look at the underlay. Maybe the underlay, maybe the carpet's cheaper that went that the builder put in or something, but the underlay's still in pretty good condition. Maybe you don't have to change the underlay. Yeah, it depends I how mean, old the house is, right? It just depends. Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah. a question now. If it, if the carpet's been there for twenty years, you're changing the underlay. The underlay. Yeah, go. the underlay's got to go too. <laughs> but um, but yeah, sometimes like I know when we redid our carpet, we didn't change the underlay because it was really really good underlay. Oh wow! And it was in perfect condition. Well, then, yeah. Why yeah. would you change it? Yeah. It would go to a landfill. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, uh, like, you were talking about changing your counters. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we sold a house, um, and it was really a simple fix. It just brightened up. But we had we used our own sweat equity, and I think that's the key, too. Right. If, you, um, if it's something that you can do, definitely do it. Right. So we just swapped out our kitchen counters and our bathroom counters with some IKEA pre-made countertops right and yeah Shane just did it and it really made a beautiful difference yeah because Shane did the labor too of it he did, exactly yeah. so our our cost on that was six hundred dollars but right. if somebody came in and looked at that um before they were done because they were original that house was a 1980 something 84 home and it had kind of a pinkish hue right not super attractive yeah they were they were functional um but definitely they kind of took away from the shine of the kitchen yeah um so you know when someone's seeing that they're going to automatically assume three thousand dollars like you said exactly they, they yeah they that blow that yeah yeah they totally blow it out of proportion yeah you know what we did in our kitchen counters which is an option too um if it's you know it's like almost like a temporary fix we had them sandblasted uh with color so the guy comes in, and I can't remember the name of his company right now, but, oh, Mike, he's always at the home shows. You know what? When you think of it, you can put it in our notes, our show notes. Oh, yeah, good point. Can, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, but he just draped around the entire kitchen, um, and then just uh, took two days, and he just um, painted them with a, a new coating. Now, it's a temporary fix, right? Right. So it only lasts about, you know, probably five, five to years. seven years. But um, but it, it was well worth it because we didn't want to change out the carpet or the carpet, so we didn't want to change out the counters. Yeah. But we, I also hated the blue. <laughs> so, oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. So it's so that anyway. So those are like different options. You know, I never could tell actually that your countertops were painted at all. Or yeah. Anything like yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just assume those were the color of the countertops. No. Yeah. Well, then, no. That it's was just a beautiful job. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a new. It's just a new cover, a new coating, if you will. Right. Yeah. So like those kind of things because they don't cost a ton of money and you'll get that back. Right. Yeah. Like you will get that return in on investment. Right. Um, so some of the other things are pretty obvious, like curb appeal is huge. So of course, make sure that the place is shoveled. We've talked about this on a couple of other podcasts too. Yeah. Where I'm like, please, please, people, shovel your walks and your driveway. Um, like right now, this time of year. Yeah. 
Um, but also, please pick up the dog poo. Yeah, that's... Like, I know it seems like some obvious thing to some people. Well, especially some people just wait till spring to clean up that stuff. Yeah. And that stench, you know. Yeah, well, and as we're getting now, I mean, like, this weekend is supposed to be nice. So we're going to start getting some thaw happening. Yeah. So, yeah, like, it is... Just please start picking yeah, up the dog Because people are buying not only the inside. Oh, they're, yeah. They're buying the outside. Yeah. They're buying the property. Yeah. They're going to want to walk around that property, yeah. check it out, make sure yeah. it's something that they can see themselves living in in the summer. Exactly. In the winter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then when it comes to like just staging a home that you will live in now, like we're not talking about like, of course, there's great staging companies that will stage a property that is vacant. Right. But if you're living in the property and it's going on the market and you just stage it with what you have um, and then take out as much stuff as you can and fill up the garage. Yeah. And don't take it personally, right? You're yeah. trying to sell the house. Yeah, so you've got is... to market that property. Exactly. It's not about you living in there anymore. Yeah. It's not, it's not practical living Yeah, with, you know, like two or three chairs or something in the family room when there's seven people that live in the house or whatever. It's just about staging it to make the floor look as big as possible. Right. Um, and just getting out as much stuff as possible. Mm-hmm. So, and again, it might mean that you end up parking on the driveway and you're no longer parking in your garage because you've now started putting things in your garage, but yeah. it's starting to warm up. So maybe you can, you know, just make sure your command starts working. Yeah, you were but, saying too, don't store, if you're cl- cleaning out and sort of decluttering, I mm-hmm. guess would be the word. Yeah, because you're starting to pack mind. anyway, so just start. Yeah, so decluttering and you're starting to pack, don't put them in your downstairs right. um, mm-hmm. rooms. Yeah. Instead, yeah. put them in your garage if you have that option. Exactly, yeah. Because people are super forgiving when they look in a garage. Like they'll open up the door, they'll check it out um and well unless they have a truck and that's a totally different conversation yeah, where we're measuring but I have an electric garage, yeah but I have a manual like a measuring most realtors would have a, a measure with them right so I can tell how big the garage is even okay, yeah. visually you right. know yeah um but for the most part like fill up the garage because in plus two why would you carry it all the way downstairs and then on move day you got to carry it all the way back upstairs so put it on the garage yeah and let the moving company take it out of your garage that day like it's so to start just start packing yeah so it, it's fine for your garage unless you have one of those garages that is a showcase and again that's a different conversation but if you just have a typical you know garage where you put your snowblower in your truck or your cars and the bikes and the golf clubs or whatever then people don't care if it's messy and it looks like overwhelming so what about the, um, like a deep clean, obviously? Oh my that's gosh, huge. Be really important. That is where, and it, you know, if you're going to hire somebody, um, that's where we would totally recommend. Like if you don't want to do that thorough clean. Or, or you're not. Your, or, your level of clean is different maybe from a marketable level of clean. Yeah, the only problem with that is what I find is people don't understand that. Yeah, like I'll, I'll ask people to clean their house and then I'll go there and they'll say, oh, we cleaned. And I'm like, okay, so our, exactly. my level of clean and your level of clean is different. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like that person's level of cleaning, yeah. even mm-hmm. though they're capable of doing the clean or happy to do it, maybe their level of clean yeah. is not enough for a marketing right. property. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, and then yeah. And then you have to have that uncomfortable conversation going, okay, well, I'm actually still going to bring in a cleaner. Yeah. Because I need it to be cleaner. Because a cleaner at the home always sells faster. Absolutely. Always, always, always. Yep. So, um, yeah. And if you want some recommendations. Well taken care of. Yeah. Right? There's people some... want to buy a well taken care of home. Truly. Yeah. So if you need a recommendation for cleaners, there's lots that come in, into the chamber. So reach yeah. out to either Crystal and I, we can do that for you. Um, so we do clean, 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 clean. And that's great sweat equity. Like there's so much value that you can get back. Like I know it's a lot of work for ourselves. Yeah. And our backs aren't always that, that happy when we're cleaning all the, but I'm talking like baseboards, 
in behind the toilets. The baseboards in behind the toilets. Yeah, everything. <laughs> everything. The wall behind the toilet. Yeah, above, yeah, and above the um, casings of a door. Like, everything. Because mm-hmm. people can feel the dust. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then also the whole to-do list. Like, if you've got some things that need to be, you know, like, maybe just the door is off it's jam a little bit or there's some baseboards that are off or light um the cases like for light yeah, sockets yeah yeah like don't little, leave that open li- don't leave yeah. that open like little like tiny things 50 cents you yeah. just buy them at the hardware store and they screw on exactly yeah. like those things come a long long way mm-hmm. so light bulbs yes replace oh, all yes, your light bulbs yes, make sure yes. they're on great point yeah mm-hmm. and then if you have something that maybe is outside of your wheelhouse like i um like if you need a so you have a wall that needs to be refinished for whatever reason. Right. And you don't hang drywall and, um, you know, then haul or call. That's not your specialty. Or if you did, you, it would be terrible. Right. Yeah, exactly. Then call somebody to do that. Like there's a handy, right. like Barry, Barry Holland, who at Rural Roots comes into the chamber all the time. He's fantastic. And he can do like that handyman stuff that maybe is just beyond your skill set, yeah. but maybe too small of a job to actually get a contractor out for. Exactly. And he yeah. can do, even we were, um, today we were talking about uh, the rot on trees. And when you were saying you're outdoor, mm. you know, walking up, yeah. if you have a tree with, he can do that too. So he yeah. could do maybe your handy fixes inside and he can do some of the outdoor fixes He's, too that you need to get done. Yeah. Or even removing a tree. Like he, he does tree removal as well. Yeah. So, yeah. And so just resources like that. And again, reach out to us if, uh, if you want some phone numbers, but those are the things that I would highly recommend doing things that are just obvious, um, that just make your house, when people walk in, you want them to feel like they could easily move in. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you know, w- without having to do a lot of work in order to get more money. When, you, when you're working with uh, buyers, you know, the, you might be showing them a house that fits all their list. It's got three bedrooms, it's got two baths, it's got this many square feet, but they'll walk into a house and it is just a no or it's a yeah, right? And that's usually because it's emotional and there's a heartfelt reaction to a home. Yeah. You're not going to get a heartfelt reaction to a home if they have to see through the filth. Right. And... Or even like I was sharing my example, going through an um, it wasn't an open house, but observe watch, going and looking at a home. Right when you were shopping the, for a home. Yeah, yeah, and in the master bedroom, their drawers were left open, and I ended up whacking my knee on the drawer. Like I don't remember that house. I just yeah. remember being in pain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it did not. So like it was not a, a good house for me. Right. It gave me a bad feel. Right. Yeah. 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 So just have it totally show ready, and then you know there definitely is something too. Like if you're leaving and. Right before the showing, you know, if the showing's at one o'clock and you're leaving your house at twelve forty-five or whatever, turn on all the lights, put on some music. It really, truly does matter. Yeah, people put some fresh love flowers it. out. All of it. Why not? Yeah. So just to wrap up, uh, now is definitely we're into spring market. We're at the very, very start of spring market, which is a very important market in Edmonton. Yeah, so keep this absolutely. in mind. Yeah, that this is really good tips this for is, you because you really do want to sell your house. Yeah, this in is this, this is when we do the most of our work as yeah. realtors. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so take take advantage of the opportunity. Um, if uh, and also too, if if you want to have the conversation about what should I do to stage my house, I'm totally open to having that conversation with my clients. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, trying to do everything that we can so that it looks it's got to be picture perfect ready and then also showing ready for the showings when the people come through yeah absolutely yeah so always a pleasure to hang out with you yeah always with you too have a great day you too bye
thank you for joining us for our latest podcast. Our contact information is in the show notes. Please don't hesitate to reach out.